This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pests as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as the CEO of Comarch and Digital Marketing and Sales Services for the Pest and Lawn Industries. With me, as always, is the highliest of highlights, Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good morning and introduce our topic? Yes, good morning. I'll try to um, not trip over my words and um, we'll uh, introduce the topic. And uh, so today's topic, uh, we're back from Pest World and um, I really enjoyed it. So let's just kind of talk about our observations, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, um, yeah. you know, so uh, I, I thought it was pretty hey, good. I thought, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, before we get into this, so Pest World was in Boston. And I'm going to have Marisa put these up on the website. I have some pictures. Dan, did I show you these pictures in my hotel room? So I did not. I did not. I screwed up and I did not get the early bird and the hotel sold out. And so I had to stay at this different hotel. Like, I don't know. It was like a half hour walk away. It's called the Moxie. And it's like this hipster hotel. It's about the size of my truck on the interior. Um, I had a bed, no closet, <clears throat> and I had all this pink stuff. So I had like a pink blow dryer. I had like a pink viewfinder. Um, <laughs> this room was so small. Like it's bedroom and a bathroom. And that was it. Like I, I had no closet space. I had my junk everywhere. And, Anyway, I know I know we talked about it on our other podcast. Like it looked like I had, you know, I had I was it looked like I was in some bunker in Ukraine or something. But um, I'm going to put those. We're, we'll post those pictures online for this episode. But but that was definitely my dining and my um, hotel experience. My dining experience was actually pretty good in, in Boston, but my hotel experience left much to be desired, specifically space. So. With that, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's kind of weird. Uh, you know, you, you you go to these conventions and like I stayed at a place called the Copley Plaza Hotel because I couldn't, uh, you know, there was nothing, no rooms left at the Sheraton. It was an okay hotel, but I'll tell you what, when we came out of there, we're already looking at the hotels for Hawaii because I don't want to get shut out next year. <laughs> I want to be in the, right, in the right place. So, uh, you know, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, you, you know, uh, what, was interesting? what was interesting was um, last year, like Vegas was everybody coming out of COVID, right? And people were very, very apprehensive about coming, you know, and wearing masks and all this other nonsense and whatnot. And maybe it's not nonsense, but but this year it was like, okay, we're back to normal. Everything's great. And, mm -hmm. and you know, you know, forget about COVID. That's in the rearview mirror. And then we get home and I start talking to people and I know at least 10 people who came out of there and got COVID. Um, you know, it's not a, a bad case. They're, they're mild cases now. But uh, I thought that that was kind of an interesting uh, uh, thing. But, well, uh, I will say this. Boston has a much different dynamic than, than Vegas. Uh, so I'm sure you're aware, Dan. I, I, I took my whole family to Vegas because it's a great family place to go. No, I went there because of the whole, 
<laughs> no, I went there because I Let's got an see, award. Prostitution legal and gambling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. We're walking down the, okay, so so just real quick, and I know we got to get into Pest World here, but this is pretty funny. Just imagine Donnie Shelton. I've got my wife Emily with me, all four kids. We're walking down the strip, and I'm legit just looking for something that does not smell like weed. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. the whole time man so i'm like walking around i'm like huh yeah you know i need to get them out right but anyway so it was boston more near that so so anyway so let's get into let's get into this because i i agree with you i thought this year definitely everyone's back it's it's i don't know the numbers on test world um but from the exhibit hall to folks that i saw the amount of folks i saw attending it it definitely you know was we're back this year and so you know, when I think about Pest World in general, you know, I think especially early on in business, if you've never been at Pest World and you're new to the industry, you absolutely need to go to this con this conference. I mean, it is by far the biggest and the best when it comes to learning about the industry, understanding what's going on and seeing what's happening. You know, now I don't want to be careful how I say this because I certainly don't want to sound like John you know, or, you know, John Burgundy or whatever, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not anchorman here, but, you know, now Pest World for me at least is I get a lot more out of the connections that I make and the networking and seeing old friends and than I do out of, you know, the educational sessions or whatever. And so, you know, for me, when I go to Pest World, the, the, the biggest thing that I do, it's, it's when I know that pretty much everyone in the industry is going to be at this meeting and I get a lot of meetings done. Um, you know, it, again, if if you're new to the uh, industry, but but just to be clear, that's not a commentary on the quality of educational sessions. Not at all. No, no. And, I mean, they're they're usually really good. Um, you know. Well, I, ha I have some. I have some. I know. I, 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 I have a field report, by the way. <laughs> when okay. it comes to, uh, by the way, the educational program was fantastic, but there was one that even today we are we are there's jokes flying around about it at triangle i was in a session and it was on leadership and and they have you do multiple exercises and you know yada 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 and, and i'm all in by the way i mean these these sessions were great but you ever like you're in something and it's cool until it's not or it's cool until it gets a little weird <laughs> <laughs> so one of the exercises was that you had to stop turn to the person beside you and stare into their eyes for 60 seconds. And Dan, I could not do it. <laughs> it was just really like, I'm like, I don't do that with my spouse. Like, that's just, you know, well, so remember, no we were, yeah, we were preparing for this podcast. And uh, you, you had mentioned that. And Marisa said, What is this marriage council? <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, I, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, not, I'm not knocking the educational program. I don't want anyone to think that. I mean, it was fantastic. It was just it was one of those exercises where it, it made the hair on the back of my neck raise up. So there you go. <laughs> right. so, um, so let's. So anyway, so, so other things that I thought. OK, so 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 number one, point number one, Pest World, you know, it's a fantastic meeting to go to, especially, you know, if you I mean, I think the educational program is pretty good. But but anyone and everyone that I know of um, in the industry pretty much go to this meeting. And it's very easy to connect with these folks face to face, which I really, really like. Um, you know, the other part that we've not talked about quite yet 
that I think, and, and by the way, I don't know why I'm promoting Pestworld right now. I'm not like I'm, you know, I've got someone saying, hey, Donnie, you need, but I mean, for me, I do find value in it. And, and the other part is that we've not talked about this yet is the exhibit hall. And obviously, Dan, you're in there with a booth, you know, Cole March is in there with a booth. Um, and and I, I'm always amazed each year, you know, we see vendors come and go, we see, um, you know, and not always, I mean, you've got the standards that you see the folks who are really in the industry and been in the industry for a long time. Um, but I, I do want to spend a little bit of time on on the exhibit hall and some new things that you saw, some things I saw. But before that, tell me your overall take, and then we'll jump into things that we saw at the exhibit hall, things that we liked about the educational program, and then kind of getting into Hawaii for next year. Sure. So <clears throat> Boston, I have a special affinity. I went to school there, um, actually a couple blocks from the convention center at Northeastern University. So as always, when I go to Boston, I stop at the bookstore to get some get some swag. Um, I'm not but, I'm not completely convinced that you're not a leprechaun. I didn't realize you went to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, uh, that's me, a leprechaun. But uh, so so yeah. So so I love Boston. Um, what did I see um, in in the um, you know the overall theme? Like what were people talking about? Um, there's a cautious optimism out there about the economy, right? So if you watch the news, the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket and there's nothing you can do about it. But there's a real optimism. And the cool thing is I got to, you know, we had our uh, PCO bookkeepers uh, cocktail party that we invite clients to and whatnot and friends. And um, we had some real leaders in the industry, some some folks from Renekill and from uh, Rollins and whatnot. And in talking to them, you know, it's like, what is, you know, you know, they, they're business as usual, right? You know, they're in the acquisition game, they're in the marketing game, they're in, you know, it, it's business as usual, but there's a cautious optimism, you know, about the supply chain, about business in general. But, you know, we've been here before and we'll be here again. And so uh, that, that was the overall theme. That said, there were a of if you want to go back to the floor, um, there were a ton of new vendors. And it, I don't know if you remember this, Donnie, but it was probably like eight years ago. It, you know, the theme was the new CRMs, right? And there were, it was, you know, Pest Pack Source. Oh, and then it was Pest Mate and all these other ones, right? And mm-hmm. they didn't make it and that was gone. This year, what I saw was a lot of um, analytics programs. That's what, you know, everybody wants to have dashboard reporting and, uh, you know, things that they can make decisions off of and, uh, you know, how they're going to be able to pull information from your CRM, from QuickBooks and whatnot. And it's funny because we're doing that, PCO Bookkeeper, we we have a whole analytics thing and I've, you know, we've got some programmers who are working on it. And I got to tell you, it ain't easy, right? QuickBooks tries it, right? They, they have industry information. You go into QuickBooks mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm in the restaurant business. Here's all your KPIs. The problem is every restaurant is set up differently in QuickBooks, so the information is garbage. And so it'll be very interesting to me to see how they pull it off. I know we're looking to pull it off, but we're going to do it with our existing clients who are all standardized. But it'll be interesting for us to, to see how that Progresses, and if in five well, years these companies will still I think, be in there. I think you guys could probably pull it off because you know the the nice thing I think with folks that are running PCOs that you run a standard 
COA, right? You run a standard chart of accounts and and that's the that's the real issue, right? Is it's data is data, but if you don't think about the underlying assumptions and the structure, you know, it can tell you very different stories. And so um <clears throat> so I mean that's one of the reasons I like the pest index is that I know at least what I'm looking at is normalized across all the companies in you know in terms of the way they're because again you, you get out conferences and people are like well you know my gross margin is this and my gr-. well you know what, what people don't ask is what exactly is in your cost of goods sold and if you're not careful you know people you'll see that they're not apples to apples comparisons and so um you know bring it back on as far as exhibits i agree i, I there was it was pretty analytics heavy I saw something really, really cool, and I didn't get a chance to talk to them. I just kind of stood back and, you know, creeped a little bit. Um, and, and you know, this drone technology, there was a vendor there that had drones, so and they cool. were using them for inspection. So cool. It was really cool, right? They, and so they had this mapping program, and, you know, how far would that go, and what does that look like? I don't know, but it's pretty cool that someone is actually you know, looking into this um, and, you know, what that would mean for the industry. I mean... You know, this idea, I mean, where I'm at in North Carolina, we have a ton of crawl spaces. And so a, a drone could help you out for an exterior inspection, but it's not going to do a whole lot as far as getting under the house. But, you know, it's, it's like anything, right? It's a brand new technology. Who knows where it could go? I think with enough time, uh, we may see some really cool applications with drones. And so anyway, I was pretty interested in that. I creeped on them a little bit. I didn't want to go up and actually talk to them because there was it, there was a line of people waiting to talk to them, and I was just like listening to what they were saying. But in terms of technology, that was probably the coolest thing that I saw. What what else did you see, Dan? That was pretty interesting. They went you? up. Yeah, I went up to their booth too and had some um, conversations about what the future holds and some of the things that I thought were made total sense, right? So nobody wants to carry ladders on their trucks anymore, right? Because they're dangerous and mm. people fall off of ladders. Mm-hmm. These drones, if you put the, the the pesticide in them and you got a bee's nest on the third floor, you could just send it up there and take care of it. That, you know, um, like, you know, uh, military applications, you know, target the, the bee's nest. I thought that that was really, really cool. And, and, and to your point on the the crawl space, and I, you know, I'm just thinking of it as you say it. Why can't you send a drone into a crawl space, um, you know, and fly around in there and and, and take pictures? So that that that's um, pretty neat. So I think this well, drone technology is going to be part know. of many industries. I think it's going to have to have an autopilot, like what's on the Teslas, in order to do that. I can, I mean, you think about a test technician, like, is their job going to all of a sudden be now they're drone pilots? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I I will tell you this. My very when drones first came out, I will never forget this. And I know I'm storytelling right now, and we'll get back to the episode, but it is pretty funny. So my wife bought me a drone for Christmas, and you know, I fly obviously, and, and we talk about it. So I go out and I'm, you know, I fly the thing for like ten minutes, and then I start thinking, well, this is cool. Let me take it up as high as I can go. Total doofus when I did that, not realizing there was probably about a fifty knot you know, wind at, at 200 feet. So I, here I go, I send this drone up, man, straight up. And then I just watch it leave. And it ain't a thing I can do. I'm trying to, and it just, and the wind just carried it right over the woods. And so I come back in, she goes, where's your drone? And then she looked at me and I just looked at her. She's like, 20 minutes. That's all it took. 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, don't have me flying a drone. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if a technician is be- going to become a, a, a 
you know, a drone operator, you're going to open up the uh, the market to all the kids, you know, who are gamers and whatnot. That 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 that's pretty cool. But uh, but I do think that drone technology is going to be part of many industries, including ours. So that that was pretty cool. I really enjoyed the the drone thing. Um, we so, also did. Um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say. So let's get into the sales and marketing side. You know, I, I mean, the good thing about Pest World in my mind is that I also get a lot of, I get to have a lot of conversations with a lot of different customers, probably more so than, than I do throughout the year. Um, and, you know, one of the things, it, it, you know, it, it comes back to what we've talked about a lot on this podcast that, that I got from, from a ton of people in SEL of the countries, obviously costs are going up. Well, welcome to the, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, it is right. The costs are going up. I think everyone that I know of has done a price increase this year. Part of that's inflation, but you know the other part of it is is really competition and the changes that are happening on the on the platform. And when I say the platform, I'm talking about Google's platform and kind of their ecosystem and how they're doing things. I think in general, a lot of questions that I was getting were around you know rising marketing costs, ways to get more efficient. And I think you know the reality of it is is that I don't see costs changing. You know, we have a platform now that is getting more and more monetized. We have a lot more competition that's jumping onto the platform. And, you know, if I'm sitting back and I'm an owner and I'm thinking about, well, what's my next move? You know, I think now it's going to be making sure, number one, your marketing has to be dialed in. You know, that's the underlying assumption here. You know, you need to make sure that your messaging's right. You know, your, your your target market's identified. I mean, all the marketing basics that a lot of people skip over or don't think it's important. Okay, which is what I'm kind of doing right now. But you know, you have to make sure that that stuff is correct and it's in, right? But but number two, you know, once you got all that in, you're going to have to get a lot smarter, and you really need to understand your data. You know, it. it, it I've said this several times. I feel like I'm on. I, I'm on repeat when I say it. But you know. The reality is, is that the pricing that we were getting before on the digital platform, those days are gone. The pricing has gone up. It has gone up dramatically, and I don't see it changing, period, dot, okay? I don't. And I think now what you have to do is you have to be very thoughtful about what platforms you go on to, what your budget's going to be, and then how do you extract the maximum value of the leads that you do get because the fact of the matter is, is you're paying probably double for them. In general, most people are spending between, I'd say, well, almost double what they spent last year and getting the same result in terms of leads. And you know what they said the year before that? I was spending twice, I was spending a year before and I'm getting the same amount of leads. Yeah. And so um, I don't, I mean, at some point this is going to cap out, but but what we're seeing is, is as an overall platform, you know, digital is coming online with, with other forms of media. So it's gonna be, you know, mass media, whether, you know, however it is. And so <clears throat> the difference with digital marketing that I do like is that it's trackable. And that, you know, with a little bit of effort, you can completely automate, you know, click to call all the way through the cell. And so you can be very thoughtful and very, very efficient. But, you know, it, that's just the reality is that, um, you know, that platform is changing. It's becoming more expensive and you got to be a lot smarter and you need to invest in your technology infrastructure to make sure that you you get every bit of, of, of value out of that lead as you can when it comes in. And so. So that was a big <clears throat> topic of conversation. I had that conversation quite a few times at, at Pest World. I gave a couple of interviews that we talked about that. I just think in general, you know, web marketing is changing. It's becoming more expensive. It's becoming more sophisticated. It doesn't mean there are, there are not opportunities or that the platform is dwindling. It just means that you just got to be smarter. 
And so um, those are things that I heard around the booth. Um, other things, you know, there wasn't a, I mean, obviously cost is just probably the biggest. I mean, I, I heard, I mean, people had one-off questions about their specific things, but, um, but in general, that's probably what I talked about the most was just where is this going to go and where's the top? And the reality of it is, is that no one knows either where it's going <clears throat> or the top. I think, I think the days of us coming back and saying I'm spending twice as much and getting the same amount of leads. I think that, I think we're starting to top out. I'm starting to see a slowdown there. Um, but, but it's, it's expensive, you know, it's, it's think, consistent. Um, we, we, we talked about this a long time ago is, you know, once you wash everybody out, does like Google and Amazon start their own pest control company and we all work for them, you know, is that, well, you know, what's um, funny you know, because, is people because, think, people think that their biggest competition is their competitor. They're not, you know, your biggest competitor is Google. You know, right? I mean, just imagine for a moment if Google decided to get into the service industry. Remember, Amazon did this a while back and they failed. They used to have Amazon local services or whatever. I, I don't even know if that's still around. I haven't heard anything from it. It never really took off. But the idea was that Amazon was going to start selling local services right on the platform. It's a difficult industry to get into from a from a national level because it's just so hard to scale. You know, when you're dealing with service, you're dealing with people, and it's and it's management intensive. It's not like software. Um, but the reality of it is, is that, you know, you're looking at who's raising prices. It's certainly not coal march. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the reality is, is that it's Google and they're 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 becoming smarter and more sophisticated. And they're they're finding new ways to leverage that platform to increase revenue. And I think they'll continue wow. to do that. And I, by the way, I'm not a Google hater. It's just that's just yeah. the reality. One of the things that we're seeing in the M&A front is that a lot of these uh, private equity firms are stepping in and what they're doing is they're rolling up all home services. And at first it was kind of, you know, OK, this is kind of cool. Now it's a trend. There's a ton of private equity firms who are rolling up home services. And what's the ultimate end game? I mean, you've got the big companies like Blackstone who are rolling up, uh, you know, homes, home services and whatnot. And is the end game to then partner with Google, you know, and be able to, um, you know, um, um, you know, get economies of scale uh, in advertising and whatnot. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens in the future. And but we did see this with um, with yellow pages, you know, years ago that you used to be able to get 10 to one on a yellow page ad. By the time it all petered out, it was less than one to one. And then we moved to digital. And uh, I just I'm just not sure what the next frontier is, you know. Well, and it's important to think about where it's at in its cycle, too. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the difference with yellow pages is that it was on the backside, like meaning that the platform itself was becoming more and more obsolete. You know, what we're seeing here with with digital is that the platform is becoming mature, not obsolete. There's a big difference there. You know right, what I mean? Right. So so when it's becoming mature, right, you're going to see the cost go up. You're going to see, you know, all across the board, you're going to spend more, but you'll get the value out of it. When a platform is becoming obsolete, it's you're spending a boatload of money and there's almost zero value. You know, I mean, I remember a conversation I had with the Yellow Pages rep back in the day. And she's like, you just got to believe. And I'm like, I want to believe in Santa Claus, but it doesn't make him true. Right. I mean, I never forget that conversation I had. <laughs> but but that was you know, that's the difference between Yellow Pages and digital now is that it's it's a mature it's a maturing platform. 
it's not an obsolete platform and I don't see it getting there anywhere. So, all right, in your booth, what were you, what were you hearing, Dan? So a lot of the um, folks were, well, there's a couple things. I sat in on a panel at uh, Target Specialty in their booth uh, with uh, Brian Bocigalupo from Workwave and Pat Lynch from Bell Labs. One of the cool things that I saw that they're doing is um, they are um, building into PestPack, um, you know, bait station monitoring, um, which I thought was really, really cool. And uh, Pat was uh, explaining how it worked and, and, and Brian was, you know, um, talking about the, the PestPack side of it. I thought that that was really interesting, really innovative. You know, it's been around for a while, but I think that that's gonna become more mainstream for commercial services and ultimately for residential. I thought that that was pretty cool. A mm -hmm. lot of people came to our booth asking about all of these analytics and uh, whatnot. And, um, uh, you know, we're offering um, like a, a done for you customer price increase service that, um, you know, will actually go into your uh, uh, CRM and, um, you know, will extract your customer information, uh, the dollars per hour, what you need to be it, and um, we'll actually um, create the, the price increase schedule for you. Um, a lot of people are pretty interested in that, but that comes from analytics and also our audit guard, which is a whole, uh, uh, you know, a, a tax insurance thing against being audited. So um, we did a lot of talking about that. We also had our second annual um, blackjack tournament where our good friend oh, uh, Lieberman's boy. wife yeah. Yeah. won the $500 Cabela card with 141 chips. Now, this is really funny because the way the game was played is you get five chips, you get 10 minutes to gamble, and then the person with the most chips goes to the leaderboard. Well, she's turning around and talking to us and just moving the chips. Yeah, double, double, you know, she's not even, you, you had that, some real blackjack the players there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the way it works, right? If you care, if you care, then you're not going to win. I used to fish with my uncle who was a big fisher guy. This is in, and I would go with him just to hang out with him. You know, it was just, I like to talk. I like the social aspect. It never fail, man. We go to a lake and we go fishing. And he had the new lures, he had all this stuff. And we'd, we'd be standing side by side, and the whole time I'm just raking them in, and he's not catching it. <laughs> it was like the biggest joke. And I'm like, hey, man, it's because you care. If you don't care, then it's like, so that's hilarious that she won. It's, it's, it's so 141 true. 141 you know? chips she had off of five in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that it. I love it. I love it. Yes. So that yeah. was cool. But, uh, but yeah, what, what we're, like, a lot of people talking about analytics. A lot of people want to know about, you know, what can I get? What information is available? It's not just financial. It's operational. It's marketing, right? You know, um, you know, you have Google Analytics, right? And feeding some of these, um, these, uh, you know, programs, these, these uh, dashboards, as well as PestPack, SurfSuite, you know, field routes, et cetera. Um, so, so I, I think that that is something that's going to start to really uh you know take on a lot of speed in the future you know one of the things that i heard a lot of um and i stopped by your booth and you know i was walking around and and, and if you if you're if you're a listener to this podcast and none of this should sound like a surprise to you but i had a lot of people come up and say hey thanks about you know warning about the recession that was coming thank you for warning about price increases um and so if you're if you're a repeat listener, 
I think you're probably in a really good spot. Um, you know, I, I, we, we talked about this a lot when we were at Pest World, but, you know, I really do believe there is an impending recession. I think the industry in general will probably fare well. I don't think we're going to get out scot-free. Um, but, but you know, you know, when we're talking about what people were saying. I got a lot of folks that came up uh, and was like, hey, you know what? We're, we're prepped. We did a price increase. Really appreciate you what you guys are doing on the podcast. And I will continue to do that, right? I mean, we're not, I certainly don't want to make it sound like we're always right because, you know, hey, I've, I've, I've dorked up some things and really misread stuff. But I don't think when it comes to a recession and certainly what's when it comes to inflation, you know, we've been pounding the table for quite some time to, you know, batten down the hatches, get ready, as well as make sure you're keeping up with inflation because um, there's no doubt the magic window has has dropped. I mean, it's gone. You know, if you haven't increased prices and started getting prepped for you know, the recession, I think you're you're way behind the curve here. And you are not going to be able to, you know, next year, can you raise prices? Yes. Are you going to be able to push out a 20% price increase and get away with it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> so unless well, you're, yeah, you're way your windows, the price. Your, your yeah. window's definitely closing. And that, and that, that, that does bring, um, you know, up, up the point that I can't tell you how many people came up to me in Pest World and said, hey, man, I just wanted to introduce myself. I love the podcast. I swear it, it was funny because, you know, my wife and my son, Matt, works for us. And, you know, to me, I'm I'm the old man who's always, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, and they're, 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 they're looking, geez, dad, dad, he knows a lot of people. He, they're he, like, you know, he, he's killing it. They're like, wait, people like you. <laughs> absolutely true. It was great. So really appreciate uh, the, the, the folks who listen uh, to our podcast. It's, uh, it's great. And, um, you know, I think that. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we're going to keep it really going and keep the, you know, keep the info coming. I mean, I, I personally enjoy it because, you know, for me, I get to stay on top of what's happening and it's great to just, you know, take a moment each week to, to kind of disconnect from what I'm doing day to day and, and, and go big picture. But so let's, let's finish this out. Let's talk about next year, big year next year for, for a pest world. And, and I have to tell you, man, you know, my, uh, this is a, this is going to be a stretch. So we're in Hawaii next year and, uh, that's gonna a, get out your grass skirt and your coconuts or what? I wear those every day. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, it's going to be a trip, right? Cause most of the time I just take myself to Pest World. This was one that I can't take myself. I can't, I can't, I can't make it all the way across the pond with, with my little airplane, but it's going to be a, um, you know, it, it's going to be a fly commercial. Ooh. I will Ooh. have to fly commercial. Yes. Yes. I will have to fly commercial. And like you said, Dan, I am going to make sure that I get my hotel reservation early because hotel I don't hotel reservation right now. Yeah, because I can tell you right now, if I have to stay to the Moxie, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do that anymore. But we'll put photos up of of the Moxie. Not that I'm trashing their brand; it's a fine hotel. It's just, it's about 20 years younger than me. Let's just put it that way, uh, preference wise. Yeah, hey, you're an old man too, so yeah, good deal. Um, I don't know. Thoughts for Hawaii, Dan? I mean, I think, you know, I don't know how that meeting is going to go. I hope that it goes well, but I have to believe that if I'm a vendor and I've got to carry, you know, a booth, I've got to carry multiple people. This is going to be an investment. It's going to be a, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a ton of fun, right? Anytime you get to go to Hawaii on a quote business meeting, you know, that's, 
<laughs> there's a win all around there. But um, but I don't know. You know, I know the last time they had a meeting in Hawaii, I heard it didn't go so well. I wasn't around the last time this happened, or at least I didn't go to it. But so we're already working out the budget, and for us as vendors, and we're going to spend probably twice as much money to go to Hawaii as we did to to do Boston. Um, Boston was a little cheaper than Vegas, but um, Hawaii is going to be the big kahuna. And um, so, oh, the, oh, you just you yeah, just oh, did no something. The no big pun, kahuna, no pun, no pun yeah, intended. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but um, it'll be interesting because you know I, I was talking to some some other vendors and some some people in the the past media, and they're um, you know scared, you know what, less uh, of the economy and you know, making this big investment to go to Hawaii. I believe from our perspective, we need to be there. So it's not even a question. Um, but, you know, will some of the parties be dialed back? Will some of the vendors, you know, the booths be as elaborate? I, I don't know. But it's certainly on people's minds, you know. Yeah. No, I think it's hopefully it will be, you know. I mean, again, it's uh I can tell you that instead of going to dinners, I may be out on a beach somewhere, but you know, we're, we got two things. Number one is, what is it? Is it like a five hour, like, is it five hour difference? I think it's six it is. hour difference. Yes. Uh, yes. So, you know, I'll be up at one in the morning easily. Well, here's, here's <laughs> what, so, okay. So I, I met with our business development guy yesterday, uh, Andrew Dalish Pell, and we were talking about things to do for Hawaii. And, you know, we usually do a cocktail party. We do something. He came up with, here's what we do at 4 a.m. We're going to have a coffee and breakfast for all the people who are still on East Coast and even West Coast time who are in their hotel room pacing back and forth, not knowing what to do at four o'clock in the morning. So I, I thought that yeah. that was pretty cool. By the way, anybody who wants to shoot me a, a, a text or an email or whatever and let me know what they think of that idea, I thought it was pretty you know, actually pretty brilliant. But uh, I wonder, will people uh, come to that? Uh, yeah, so that 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 was a pretty cool idea. Well, you know, it's always easier going west than it just going east. You know, getting up earlier, going to bed earlier is always better than like, you know, being three in the morning and you can't get to sleep. So anyway, all righty. Dan, anything yeah. else for Professor World before we get before we close out here? Oh no, I think uh, that's about it. And uh um we had a great time. We're looking forward to Hawaii and um you know um uh, Keep the comments and the emails coming in and especially the hate mail for Donnie. And, um, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I will say this and I absolutely should have said it at the beginning, but I will definitely say it now. Kudos to NPMA. They do a great job with that meeting. It is a fantastic meeting to go to. I'm glad that they do it. And I, you know, I, every year I go, I always get something out of it and I very much appreciate the efforts. I, I've done meetings personally, you know, when we did CO2, I know what it takes. It's a ton of work. And so, so kudos to them. Congrats on another successful year. Absolutely. Yeah. Another, uh, another great, uh, yeah. uh, you know, program they put on. So, uh, and with that, so MPMA. yeah, thanks so say, much to you. And, uh, with that, yeah, we'll it. call it. And just a reminder, if you want to see photos of me, just really enjoying the Moxie, I will put that up on the show notes for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's good yep all right man we'll see you guys take care okay talk to you soon uh, bye bye, -bye.